Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome into your home for two hours of Lions talk. It's Rabo and Co. ESPN 680 1057. Welcome in, Louis Rabot, hanging out with Zach Cantrell today. We got you till noon, Bobby V. After me, and of course, roundtable at three o'clock. We'll go local till six p.m. Turn it on and rip off the knob, as they would say. Uh, Texture. <laughs> immediately hey louie ask rubbage if they still them boys they haven't been them boys uh, for about as long as the lions have been the lions how about that uh you back and we'll talk tons of nfl today obviously both teams uh losing over the weekend local red and blue uh, on the hard court we'll talk about those as well I, I think we have to have i think i need to have a conversation with louisville fans i'm, I'm fascinated by something i really want to figure out where it is that we sit in in the in the future of the program thing. And a guy named Fish has taken the Washington job. I am beyond fascinated with that, and I think it has a lot of implications. But let's let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's start with the team that has crushed my soul many, many times and tried to do it last night. <laughs> let's be honest. Always did that. <laughs> what it was last night. The Lions get it done, man. And look, we had a bunch of playoff games where they were interesting, Zach, but they weren't close right so the the Packers Cowboys game was fascinating only because Jordan Love looked like Joe Montana I don't know like something insane right then you get that Chiefs game it was fascinating only because I think I think the Dolphins coaching staff is in that Star Wars scene where they freeze Han Solo and that's they're still there they're on Hoth like that's what's going on it's a Star Wars reference at 10.02 on a Monday we have the emergence of C.J. Stroud. We talked about that game beforehand. That's one you. That's probably the one you were the worst on over the weekend. Was, yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Was Cleveland's keeping it close yes, in that game by far? And that's fine. Whatever. But like the emergence of C.J. Stroud in a market like Houston, we kind of forget that Houston's a top five kind of media market. It's a massive city. Okay. It's bigger than Dallas, actually. Yes, correct. And so, like getting a Stroud in that kind of market, I think, is a real positive. Um, for all of the things we talk about with the the Cowboys, they're as much America's team because of hatred as they are of people actually loving Probably them. Probably more so. Right. Now, the Packers less. I think they're actually America's team because more people root for them. And the number of people like me that root against them is a lot smaller than, say, the, Cow- the Cowboys. Right? I was going to say the Steelers are probably America's team. They're up there, too, for sure. It's the Steelers or the Packers. And we get the Steelers today. And that's the other part of this that's really interesting about the NFL playoffs to this point is you have a nice mix, a nice melange, if you will, of... Teams like the Lions, 
teams like the Browns making the playoffs, the Texans getting a playoff win with traditional games like the Packers versus the Cowboys. You still have – and look, we can say what we want. The Chiefs are an old-school traditional franchise in this league, right? Yes. They get that win against the Dolphins, another traditional franchise in the league. The Steelers tonight, you get against Buffalo. Buffalo's one of those towns where I don't think of them as anything except a football and hockey town. right? No. This is what they do. That, that Bills Mafia thing is real, whatever. You get that. And then you get the Eagles, who have been very good the last couple of years, obviously, with the Buccaneers, who are in a massive change. Just the NFL, it never disappoints, man. The, no. the headlines make themselves, but they are just – it is a great balance of guys like me finally getting to watch their team win a – play. No, let, put winning aside for a second, just hosting a playoff game. Like, they show the guy – who's had season tickets for 66 years, lives... They talk about Gross Point. He literally, like, three mile, and then Gross Point starts. So he might literally live, like, two and a half miles from the stadium or something. So, like, this is, you know, not some sort of, you know, out-of-towner coming in. Just to get to host that game, I know what it was like. You could hear the nervous energy in that place because people wanted it so bad. I do wonder with the Lions. And I'm trying... I really was trying to think of another example of this. I'm going to compare this potential run with something that has nothing to do with it. Please stay with me. And that is Miracle on Ice in 1980. They don't beat the Soviets in the gold medal game. They beat them to qualify for the gold medal game. I wonder if the Lions just needed to win a game to rip off this Band-Aid of whatever it is. And 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 instead of dealing with all the emotion and the, oh, the first time in this long and blah, 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 just get the win. And now they get the winner of that Eagles-Bucks game. Yeah. At home. If the Packers do that again in San Francisco, I think they've got a 25-30% chance to win. I think I think the 49ers are that much better, let's be very clear. But I think they got, you know, they play that game ten times, they might win it three times. Sure. The way the Packers are playing right now, they're a tough out. I'll and then the a, Lions are at home for a conference championship game. Let's go ahead and just, I mean, I'll give go. you a better example. Go. Remember a couple years ago when the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 30 years? Good. And then they finally did. And then they, they beat the Titans home. on the road. They yep. beat the Chiefs on the road. They it's got a really the Super good example. Bowl. I think it's more like that. Than there are recent examples. Yes. There you go. Yes. But just this get get over whatever it is. Get the stink out. <laughs> Essentially, air that place out. <laughs> Negative 11 up there or something today. My God. Oh, and they don't feel it at all. Luckily, it's indoors. Yeah. People dog the, the Lions for having an indoor stadium. They didn't have to move the game two days. <laughs> no, they didn't. By the way, prediction. We will get to the games later today at some point. Next year. This will be the playoff schedule. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, two games on Monday. Yeah, I could see that. I I think you're going to find out today's game at 430 gets a huge number. Now, the issue for the NFL is can you line it up with MLK Day every year? That's right. And if they can, have at it. Yeah. Right? Look, let's – if if the NBA gets Christmas and then when Christmas falls like it did this year, the NFL shares Christmas and dominates Christmas, why can't they – why can't we just play MLK games? I think we should. That's what they'll do. I hope so. Because I think the NBA does that today, too, right? Doesn't the NBA play a bunch of games today? Like yeah. starting at noon? Yeah, yeah. Which so is does awesome. college. Iowa State Michigan plays a game at like 1130. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Let's go. Uh, so, no, just this. I, I do wonder, for the Lions especially, like you just mentioned, the Bengals is a fantastic example. Just do it. Just just have that moment where, okay, we did. we can do this. And then you play teams that, you know, that, that they're beatable, frankly, right? And so, no, it'll be really interesting. I think 
the Lions didn't play either of those teams during the regular they season. They didn't. Is this um, a great... yeah? They played the South this year. That's oh, no, they played Tampa Bay. They beat Tampa twenty to six. That's right. Me. That's I right. forgot in, about in Tampa. That game. Yeah. I totally forgot about that game. Is this one of those uh, ball don't lie moments because the Cowboys got mm. eliminated and the Lions still get the second home playoff game, which they would have had if they if the officials didn't. I, I had a moment because I, I try not to do the the official conspiracy theory thing, even though I enjoy conspiracy theories. With that offside call with the punt at the end of the half, yeah, that felt bad. That one felt really bad because I watching it live. I saw it as offsides. They slow it down. It's still offsides, and the refs totally botched that one. And the and the Lions have to punt at the end of the half rather than right rather than uh, I don't know kick a field goal something like that. I don't know, but just the the ability to overcome Laporta catching a touchdown. You know those kinds of things. Everything sort of came together. Did you see when they didn't get pressure on Golf? What his completion percentage was? Yeah. Staggering. 100. Yep. 22 for 22. <laughs> I mean, just just pressure the guy, people. Tons of texts coming in. 437-9680. Keep them coming. UPS Jobs text line. I uh, want to talk to you today. NFL reactions. We're going to do, frankly, we're going to do a lot of football. I do I do want to get into the UK, excuse me, the UofL basketball thing because they're playing better and it brings up a bunch of interesting questions. And this is my dream, by the way. <laughs> It's my dream, is that, that Louisville basketball is playing better, absolutely, especially within this season. Now, I need them to start winning some of these games and not fall behind 12, 12 nothing. but we'll get there. Uh, Texture, since I'm going to be at the doctor's office um, with 10 a.m. rolls around, I am scheduling this text ahead of time. Uh, same old Lions, my ass. I appreciate you very much. There <laughs> it is. I got crushed on. I, there was one great tweet last night. And Zach, once in a while, you're reminded. So, you know, the way we do this show, you have to pretend you're screaming into a void, right? There's obviously the text line. I know people are listening. But you have to do this as though no one's listening, right? Generally speaking, you have to pretend it's just you and me hanging out, right? And, and there just happens to be, is Louis a, a, a Strebel-level conspiracy guy? I'm not. Um, now, Strebel and I, I think, have in common that uh, we don't, our trust level's very low. But I, I, I would not go there. A man named Mike Whaley. He's at Rose Fan on Twitter. This is my guy. Zach, these are our people. You understand me? From his Twitter page. <laughs> at Radio Louis. Now, quit crying about your Lions. That was a hell of a playoff game. I immediately retweeted. <laughs> Those are my people. Well, Mike, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for listening if you are right now. But I get it. I get it. Look, these are, these are those moments where, and it's, I think you felt it last night in the stadium, Zach. And it's it's one of those things. We'll get the we'll get the attendance number, for example, about Louisville after the win against Miami. In the same week, we got two of those wins. It was a reminder, by the way, on Saturday that fans showed up. They don't want the team to lose. That's not what this is. They want the opposite, frankly, right? And me complaining about the Lions or whining about the Lions, whatever. It's because I want them to win, right? And so I had this, you know, sort of this this moment where I understood. You have all basketball fans this week. Um, Texter, last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, they were the last seed, won three home games, uh, road games, excuse me, including the NFC Championship at Chicago. Don't let that happen to the Lions, Louis. Yeah, I, <laughs> sudden amount of – I'm carrying a, a large load all of a sudden. There you go. There you uh, go. Save I, that for I, too. Look, your, um, your lips, God's ears, because I really can't stand the Packers winning again. That'd be We get it. You don't want them to beat the 49ers? That means you get to play the NFC Championship at home. 
But then again, it's the ultimate example of if you lose the Packers, they have you forever. Boom. Like the Bears. At this point, I am I am blinders. We're going to horse racing at 10-11 on Monday morning. I'm putting the blinders on, and I'm purely worrying about the Lions. That's all I'm doing. I, I can't believe I get to do that. <laughs> when were you convinced they were going to win? <sighs> the final snap? Yeah, it was well into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Stafford's a beast, man. People, I, I think people... For a long time, because he played in Detroit, you didn't see him unless it was a Calvin. And then people gave Calvin praise. They didn't give him praise. Correct. And Calvin doesn't have Matthew Stafford. He doesn't have the career he does. No. And then Stafford doesn't have the career he does if he doesn't have Calvin. Like, they needed each other in a serious way. Stafford's a beast, man. Now he plays on the West Coast. You, you see less of his games. All that kind of stuff. I just, that guy's an absolute monster. He got knocked out in that game. He was out. When he was laying on the ground, mouth agape eyes open and then someone shakes him back awake i'm stunned he got back in that game because they have that unk uh the uh un- unaffiliated neural neurological <sighs> consultant consultant i think, I think is. is the name unk? yeah something like that. um unk uh, a very different terminology yeah unk different w- communities <laughs> very different unk. <laughs> but the unk led him back in the game i was stunned i thought they were gonna for sure but, but, dude, guy gets a cut on his hand, comes back in, throws like five straight completions. Oh, yeah. Gets knocked out, comes back in, throws another four completions. Guy's a beast. I mean, just an absolute beast. Um, I was convinced the Lions would win as soon as the Rams kicked a field goal down by four. Yeah, I was wondering about Fourth that, Fourth and eight. I'm like, come go. on. You got to go for it. What's, what, six I, minutes to go, I think it was? And the Lions were not moving the ball. No. They were us. not moving gotta, the ball. You got to go I, for I'm it. I'm with there. you, dude. I, yeah. You can't turn a four-point game into a one-point game. And then they punted. At about midfield with about four minutes left. I didn't get that either. Uh, Texter, damn, I just realized the same dude on the Lions who hit Higby low last night was the same dude who hit Hawkinson low. Two low hits, two major knee injuries, tough rules for defenders, and this is what happens. What's interesting about that hit, too, is, Zach, the contact was above the knee. But it it doesn't – if you're anywhere in that vicinity, man, and the foot's planted and all that stuff, you're just going to get those kinds of injuries. And, you know – was it it was on the broadcast so it had to be it wasn't to rico but essentially they they just said you know they asked players would you rather get hit in the head or get hit in the knee and they were like oh hit my helmet i mean just hit oh my yeah I mean, yeah easy so no that play was that's it's tough but i i appreciate i appreciate the the follow-up on that text because tough rules for defenders and this is what happens it is it's it's almost impossible to tackle now <laughs> like the, the the speed at which you are moving and then the um the le- you know the the window in which you can actually hit someone it's very small uh texture is mccarthy the calipari of the nfl one championship with an all-time great and just accumulate regular season wins what says zach zach uh, i would not say that i think calipari is much better at his job than mccarthy <laughs> yes, is at his yes. it's not even close <laughs> well it, it was funny because they were talking you know nfl coaches moving around and in uh, on the previous show, and Blankenbaker said something like, well, who's going to grab McCarthy? And, and Diener was like, I don't think there's a long line for McCarthy services. <laughs> I don't think anyone's grabbing McCarthy. No, I agree. Yeah, he's cleaning out his office today, I, and I then uh, I think he's right. done for. Yeah. But this is, uh, you know, when there are better stories and you have to open with the Cowboys is why doing national some days is probably not very fun. Yeah, Al for Stephen A., it's fun today. <laughs> Texture, when I lose, when the Cowboys lose, I just go straight to Stephen A.'s Twitter. Yeah, yeah. no. That oh, I did the same. It is, yeah. Yes. Those videos never disappoint. <laughs> never. 
I love how he just opens with like a shot of his house and just kind of <laughs> looking around and then he just stares at <laughs> How about them cowboys? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well that's But he has to remind everybody how stick. cool his house yeah, is. Yeah, right. This is how I live. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do the same thing. Uh, oh yeah. No, no question. Yeah. Do you think he makes Molly Karam hide in a different room? Hey now. Um I expected a laugh out of that. Just oh, no, that a, was... I just got a big smile out of Zach. That's yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the other games, though, I mean, obviously the Cowboys game. Look, I, they're talking about the Cowboys on this show, and that's a shame because the real story of that game is the emergence of Jordan Love. It's not close for me. No. Not close because this is a quarterback-driven league. This is – you had in the same day, same two days, same weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. You had Stroud do his thing. He had Love do his thing. Love was better, let's be clear, but he's also been in the league for five more years or something. But damn, dude, I mean, that's his, those two performances in the state of Texas, just as good as it gets side by side. I mean, they combined to score 93 points, yeah, dude. I have two big takeaways from that that'll be in Zach's Love Zach's reacts. reacts at 1040, that's right. You want to go early? You want Zach's reacts at 1020? Since we're doing football anyway? I know you're doing football. Sure. Okay, we'll come back. We'll do Zach's reacts uh, when we get there. We got two games to preview tonight. Um, and uh, let me I do not have a do you have a, um, a promo sheet for today? there it is um, came down on my email just now how about that um, we will have Bill Steelers at 6 after round daddy on uh, 681057 so you'll get probably what the last I don't know 20-25 minutes of gameplay of that right? yeah it'll be about the Three, second half I would say yeah beginning of third quarter or Roughly. so um, and then of course uh, we'll have Bucks Eagles on all stations tonight it'll start on 93.9 after the Kenny Payne show which will be at 7 uh, pick up at 8 7.30 we'll start that coverage over here on 681.057 um, <laughs> text or text in this was a funnier meme uh, the soup Nazi no Super Bowl for you oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Not just one year either. Uh, Texter, maybe we could get McCarthy to replace Stoop soon. <laughs> they walk the same. Uh, Texter, I watch a lot of ESPN, and there's a Cowboy segment every 15 minutes for eight straight hours. True. I think Jerry Jones secretly owns ESPN is a good text. <laughs> Who owns more of ESPN, LeBron James or Jerry Jones? Oof. This time of year? It's Jerry so Jones. Yeah, it's so close. Uh, Texter, earlier this season, there was talk about moving on from love, and now he's the greatest thing since Rodgers. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> who talked about... Yeah. I think... I, who's moving on from love? Honestly, I don't know. Is that Was that a talking point? For the Fringe fan, yeah. Okay. But not... I don't think... I never heard on ESPN any of the Maybe when, they were, oh, when yeah. their record wasn't great earlier in the season. Yeah, they were t- started 2-5. and five and Well, maybe then. Okay. He didn't play great at the start of the year. That, well, that is go. accurate. Okay. It is fun to watch guys grow up, though. It really is. And you got two of them this weekend. It's good stuff. Um, any uh, reaction to Taylor Swift dancing with the crowd? No, not unexpected. I mean, okay. that's commitment to show up to a game where it's 30 below. Windows I open. I did not expect her to be there. Window open. Yeah. How about that? How about that? <laughs> so everybody's upset with them showing her, but nobody said anything about them showing Eminem. And I'm a fan of Eminem, by the way. So I'm totally cool with all the crowd shots of Eminem and whatever. And you saw like the open that he had. And he's like, hey, Matthew Stafford, I rapped for you. Can you give us this one? Last question. And then we'll go to break. Would you rather have a beer with Eminem or go on a date with Taylor Swift? Oh, date with Taylor Swift. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm a guy. Come on. <laughs> 
that Kenny Page show will be out at the Roosters in Springhurst near my house if you want to come say hi. Uh, we are your flagship for the cards across the hall, 93.90. You get that Kenny Page show tonight after Cardinal Insider at 7. Of course, Mark Ennis will get you started there on the drive at 3 p.m. as well. We will re-air the Kenny Page show tomorrow at 2 o'clock on 93.9 as well. More Rabo and Co. We'll do it next here ESPN 680-1057. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now... Here's Louis Rebeau. All right, welcome back in. Texter, Duke owns ESPN. It's a pretty good one. Man, oh, man. Louis Rebeau hanging out. Zach Cantrell got you till noon. Bobby V after us. Uh, Texter, I'd rather pop ecstasy with Eminem and D12 than go on a date with Taylor Swift. Whoa. That's a, that's a good one. Actually. Hang on. Uh, Texter, I'm hanging with Eminem. I got no shot with Taylor, but if I hang out with Eminem, I'm going to get all kinds of ladies out of my league. That's also true. How about that? Uh, reminder to Jeff Wall's show uh, that'll be live at Parlor in J-Town. Uh, 7 p.m. tomorrow night on 93.9 as well. Uh, 93.9, your home for all things U of L. How about that? There you go. We're talking a lot of NFL, but it is time for our weekly visit with one Zach Cantrell. And we'll get Zach's reacts now here on Roboco. It's time for Zach's reacts on Roboco. Oh, it's the best time of the week. So I got two big takeaways from this <laughs> weekend, and they're both from the Packers-Cowboys game. Number one, Whoa. I want to see potentially what Jordan Love's development means for future rookie quarterbacks. And as far as guys, usually when you draft a quarterback in the first round, you're expecting them to play right away, or at the very worst case scenario, year two. Jordan Love sat for three years. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years. And as soon as those guys were forced into action, they were ready to play. And we saw what Aaron Rodgers became. And now we're seeing Jordan Love making throws off his back foot, throwing side sidearm throws, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes-esque. I mean, we saw Mahomes even sit his first year. So maybe in the future when teams draft rookie quarterbacks, maybe they'll sit them for a year. Let them grow. Let them develop. Because you know what? Most of those guys aren't ready to play right away. So maybe this will change some thinking among general managers with the way Jordan Love has been playing. And the other big takeaway, obviously, the Cowboys cannot run this back. And I, my guess is it's going to be Mike McCarthy that is gone because he's coached for four years. They've won one playoff game, even though Dak has been the starting quarterback for eight years and they've won two playoff games. So get this. Nick Foles has as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott and Tony Romo combined. Four playoff wins for Nick Foles, four playoff wins for those two guys. The Cowboys, I don't understand how they continue to get the attention when they've been the most irrelevant franchise in the NFL or one of the most irrelevant franchises from a playoff performance standpoint over the last 30 years or so. Dak Prescott's not the guy. He's never going to win a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy is an overrated head coach that was carried by Aaron Rodgers. And Mike McCarthy's not going to be the head coach. Personally, I don't know if I would have Dak be the quarterback next year, but they've got too much money tied up in him. The Cowboys absolutely cannot run this back. No question about it. It's over for Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. Never trust either one of them in a playoff setting ever again. Okay, wow. All right. Poof. All right. Zach's react. Strong take there. Okay. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Is there anyone available in the, in the in the quarterback market you think would fit Dallas? I don't know if there'll be anybody available, but I'm sure they could make a trade. There, there'll be people available, I would think. But I don't know. They were talking about Carson Wentz coming in. No. For the Rams. Yeah. And I remember thinking, that's a really good backup. <laughs> remember when Carson Wentz was going to be the MVP of the league and yeah. then his career just cratered? It is, it is stunning watching guys fall off a cliff in sports. Even though we know it can happen, 
we're, we're sort of mentally prepared for it to happen to anyone, frankly. Time waits for no one, we say, right? Well, it waited an awful that, long time for Tom Brady. Tom Brady it did. Um, I, I'm texting someone right now to get there. Someone's calling, by the way. I'm texting someone right now to get their info. A reminder, if you finished in the top four of our bowl challenge, please text in uh, uh, 729. I'm, I'm texting you right now, I promise. Um, the, the The Dallas conundrum, is it? I don't know. It, it's such a weird thing. Do we have another franchise like this in North America? The Yankees, maybe. But they win. Not really. They haven't won since 09. They haven't won a World Series title since 09. They haven't even been to the World Series since 09. <sighs> Which, for Yankees fans... But I don't have to hear forever. about the Yankees every day during the summer. No. I have to hear about the Cowboys every day during the fall. Yeah. Tough weekend for Lakers-Yankees fans. <laughs> Alabama fans. You know, they've had a rough couple of days. Because Kentucky basketball lost? Yeah. Come on, it's a good joke. There people. you go. Good joke. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Cowboys lost, Kentucky lost, Nick Saban retired, the Lakers are back in the weekend. playoffs. Yeah. Bad weekend for that guy. Yeah. I've been behind that car in this town. <laughs> that guy's the worst guy. Well, what did you say? How did you? How should you have known to bet against the Cowboys? Uh, Ted Cruz is at the game. <laughs> What'd they say? Like I think it's now 16-2. and two. When Ted Cruz shows up, his teams are 2-16 and 16 against the number. Is or, that right? Outright, yeah. <laughs> Whenever Ted Cruz shows up to support a Texas team, they're done. They lose. That's great. Without fail. I bet Ted Cruz at the uh, the Derby. Did you really? How about that? Did your horse lose? Uh, no. Uh, no. You beat the Ted Cruz curse? I beat the Ted Cruz curse. How I about that? I have a picture with him that I will not send to anyone because I know Andy Sweeney will end up with it. Send it to Rummage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe you got a picture with oh, Ted Cruz. picture with Ted Cruz. Someone was dogging me for that. And I'm like, dude, I'll take a picture with anybody. I don't care. Yeah. Would you take a picture with the 45? Of course. Take a picture with anybody. Seriously, I, I don't. That stuff, politicians especially, they're, I think they're all terrible. So Of course <laughs> yeah, they are. Just, I'd be happy to take a picture with any of them. Oh, man. All right. So uh, who impressed you the most coming out of uh, the first four games of the weekend? We obviously have two today, yeah. uh, 4.30 and 8 o'clock. Packers. Jordan Love. Jordan loves the story of the weekend, I think. C.J. Stroud, as great as he was, C.J. Stroud was the number two pick in the draft. We all kind of knew C.J. Stroud was okay. pretty damn good. Okay. Jordan Love came into this year. There were people ready to give up on him. People were dogging the Packers the last three years because they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, another receiver. You wasted a draft pick with drafting Jordan Love. Turns out they didn't. Jordan Love's pretty good. And look at the people he's throwing to. Right. Can you name any of his receivers? No. He's getting it done with lesser receivers. He's getting it done with the youngest team in the league. And I think the Packers general manager right now should be doing a victory lap because his way of his philosophy ended up being right. They got rid of Rodgers at the right time. Yep. They got rid of Favre at the right time. Yep. And the Packers just keep on rolling. And I'm not saying they're, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to beat the 49ers, but I wouldn't be outright stunned if they did. I, I agree with that, actually. And, and I, it'll be interesting to watch, too, if. There is any kind of time off hangover for a team like the 49ers. Yeah, because they've had, they'll have played basically three weeks off because they didn't play yes, their starters correct. week 18. I do wonder about that. I understand the idea, the impetus to do that, but just the. I like playing them for seems a half. Like a lot of time, man. It just feels like a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm overacting. I don't know. But I like playing them like in the first half and then sitting them just so you can have something, but I don't know. Yeah. But then again, if you play a guy in the first half and he gets hurt, then you get Boom. killed over then that. Then you're an idiot. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yep. So, 
Um, again, 437-9680. Go ahead, uh, text in if you were part of our uh, bowl challenge and you ended up near the top there. Um, I just, uh, I'm just going to text somebody just now um, who finished tied for second. So uh, give them the first uh, opportunity here. And uh, two other people. Malenko is on here and Gruny is on here. If you are either of those people, uh, get in here. 437-9680 on the UPS Jobs text line. Let me know who you are. We'll get those bowls picked up. Go ahead. (laughs) Imagine if the Texans banned Ted Cruz for the night. They better. (laughs) Don't know how Ted Cruz anywhere near C.J. Stroud. Texter, first take, has already spent 30 minutes on the Cowboys, and they've only been on for 30 minutes. Yeah, no, that's right. That that is the national job. I get it. So, uh, Texter, is the photo of Mangus and Neely Bendapudi framed on the wall at the station? No, but I'm going to work on that today because it's a good idea. Texture, you sure it wasn't Ted Bundy? <laughs> they might have had a chance if Ted Bundy showed up. Yeah, that's right. Killer instinct. Texter, uh, speaking of football, with the new team in uh, with the new team in New England of Kraft and Mayo, they have to run a spread offense. Uh, I see what you did there. Ah, huh? yeah, spread offense. Yeah, I like it. Huh? not bad. <laughs> Good job, Texture. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the Mayo hire? Doing a lot of football today. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I mean... No, it's NFL weekend. Yeah, he's never been a head coach before, so I don't know. And it's you're following the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. So, I mean, it's almost an impossible task. But, I mean, hopefully he doesn't end up like Phil Bankston. Who's mm. that? The guy who followed Vince Lombardi. Exactly. Nobody remembers him. Wow, Phil Bankston. What a bum. Yeah, he was out in like three <laughs> years. Bankston, what kind of last name is that? You imagine you doing sports talk radio in the 70s? Yeah. This bum Bankston. This Bankston guy. It's like seven people listening in northern Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, Louis got hot takes today. The Packers went for like 20 years without winning anything after they oh, after yeah. Lombardi. Oh, they and were terrible. Home. Yeah, that's like that's why that's you terrible. see in the 70s show. It was set yeah. in the 70s, obviously. Red Foreman yeah. goes to church. He's like, dear God, can the Packers have a winning season? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best TV dad of all time. Oh, by far. Yeah. It's not even close. That was great. There's Rummage. He's live. How about that? Yeah, we were waiting for Rummage today. How about that? You're going to ask him if nah, they still the I'll boys? I'll be nicer, Rummage. <laughs> uh, Texas, the 49ers would have been much better off with Tampa or Philly coming in next week than Green Bay. I agree with that. I think every team is better off than that. I, I think I think Green Bay, I don't want to use the term figured it out, but they've put it together I mean, yeah. I, for sure. And yeah, I, I think their next opponent is not going to be happy that they're coming to town. No, I think the Lions are very happy to get either one, either no Philadelphia or Tampa. You don't want to play them Tampa. a third time. You don't want to play them a third time. No, because the third time doesn't go so well. Usually Remember, Jordan Love, his coming out party was the Thanksgiving game against Detroit. Right. Excellent Phil Bagginson reference coming out of the text line. <laughs> uh, texter, I think resting the players too much uh, probably cost the Colts at least one championship. Yes, I know it did. I remember it. Good text. Yes. Texter, I love the football talk. Plus, if you want to do positive radio, you can't talk about the local teams this weekend. <laughs> That's someone who there listens it is. a lot. I appreciate you. Yep. Oh, man. Phil Bankston, why not? Yeah. Thanks for reminding <laughs> me how many championships the Colts lost because we rested people and we always lost every time out of how a bad do you think that? How many do you think it was? Two? At least one. Oh, okay. five for sure. Oh, yeah, right. Um, God. I'm trying to think if there was another one. that I don't think they would have won it in 07. They did, got to the Super Bowl in 09, so I guess 05 is the only one that really stands out. That's the worst loss of my Was that Dungy? That's when Dungy's uh, kid 05 killed was? himself. Yeah. Yes, okay. And yeah. then they uh, they lost to the Steelers because Nick Harper's girlfriend stabbed him the night before, and he picked up the Jerome Bettis fumble, and he couldn't outrun Big Ben. That's right. 
and Mike Vanderjet's field goal was didn't even get to the net. <laughs> the it was so wide right. How did I forget about that, man? Like, at least Scott Norwood got close. At least the Florida State kickers that go wide right got close. Mike Vanderjet, the goalposts were here. He kicked it all the way over here. You could tell I'm over that game, though. <laughs> I wasn't going to get in the way. <laughs> And we would have won the Super Bowl that year because the Steelers ended up going on and win the Super Bowl. We started the year 13-0. and 0 and yeah. <sighs> We won it the next year. And we, the, that's the weirdest thing. We had the worst run defense in the league the next year, and we won the Super Bowl. And that team didn't. Oh, <sighs> man. A texture, I have it on good authority. The Cowboys are about to hire the Beth Haven coach. That's a good text. A Beth Haven coach is getting some run. You know, it's interesting. He held out, didn't take the Washington job, and now he's up for that Cowboys job. It's a hell of a job. That's right. Dexter, the Cowboys could have, uh, the Colts, excuse me, could have gone 16 0 that year in 2009 if they didn't yes. rest their players. We rest, took everybody out in the second half against the Jets. The Jets. We were 14 0, and Jim Caldwell <laughs> has the genius idea of taking guys out. When we're winning in the third quarter, we could have gone 16 0 and won up the freaking Patriots. If the Lions oh. lose last night, is it the curse of Jim Caldwell? Yes. Okay. <laughs> No Lions, by the way, no coach that has Dude, ever been... Dude, he went 10-6, they're like, not they fired good enough, him. and I'm like, what are we doing, man? This, Nobody who's ever... Do we know this is the Detroit Lions? Yeah. Are, you, are y'all aware? No one's ever been Hiring fired from the Lions. Coach. No what Lions coach has ever been fired and gotten oh. another head coaching job. And Jim Caldwell's oh. never gotten another head coach. It's ridiculous. Job. He was great in Detroit. Yeah. Oh. He was better in Detroit than he was in Indy. I think that's probably right, actually. Oh, I don't think it's even close. That's one of those, by the way, I remember they were like, oh, Peyton Manning's really lobbying for him to get the job. And I was like, damn it. Damn it. Well, he also lobbied for Adam Gase, and that didn't go well. Right. No, but Caldwell did. Yes, he did. And so that's the thing. Like, I I remember at the time thinking, oh, God, stop. Just shut up. Stay out of the process. Be quiet. And then he was totally right. (laughs) Hey, put some respect on Peyton Manning's name. A little respect. How about that? Yeah, that poor guy. So disrespected. That's, That's Peyton's main issue. That's right. Not the concussions or the square head. (laughs) <laughs> disrespect square is the real t- disrespect. God, I forget which roast it was. I think it was Rob Lowe, and uh, and Peyton was there. And man, just every every joke was a Frankenstein joke. Or <laughs> I think Pete Davidson made a joke. Uh, the Super Bowl is also what Peyton's mom had to use to cut his hair. <laughs> Oh man, it's good stuff. We, you and I, by the way, we How, have become yeah. you and I become like uh, stand-up comedy buddies. Yes, which I'm not mad about. No, like that's a great thing for us to be. Uh, if if people wonder, I, I don't know. I wonder if other people do this in their jobs. Like if there's a, you know, I, and I know some of this because you know my wife's in medicine, so she reads journals and that kind of stuff, right? And then, um, but if people try to follow what other people. do, do for their job like if you're a you know if you're you're out there driving the big brown truck for ups is there someone who inspires you in your job or if you're you know you're working at ford right now i know we got people work on the line of ford hang out with this show yeah like is there someone that they do they read popular mechanics are they into the auto you know like are they doing that stuff on the outside i really wonder because i do i don't think of myself as a as a joke teller but like timing really matters and those sorts of things. So I do watch stand-up comedy as one of those things to try to get better at this. Yes. For example. So I, I want to people stand-up. watch those things. If you have a job out there, four three seven nine six eighty, where you watch another, you know, person do a job that might be a little different than yours. You know, do teachers watch comedians because they're you know, the crowd control and that kind of stuff. Like is do they do that kind of stuff? I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. 
Watch, just watch Shane Gillis. I'm also wondering how many people had to work today. Yeah. Where are we on MLK as a national holiday? Is it really there or not? Because my kids are not in school. I know that kids in like Southern Indiana are not in school. I never went to school in MLK. Okay. In, yep. Up until college. College, you don't take get off that day. <laughs> I think they do now. Do they now? Yeah. Oh, the wussification of America <laughs> continues. Thanks, MLK. You blame an MLK for that? No. Okay. <laughs> it's all MLK's fault. He wanted everybody to have the day off. I wouldn't have taken the day off. I wouldn't have taken the day off. <laughs> Let me set up the rest of the show. I'm going to talk UK next. I'm going to talk U of L at 11. Then we'll get back into football at 11.20 because I want to get into these games for tonight. And I'm legitimately fascinated by the Washington hire. And, and I know it might not be on everybody's radar, but I think something's a trend that started in college ba- football, basketball, college football got accelerated by this hire, by the way. Yeah. I think there was an accelerant here. You and I have not talked about this. I'm fascinated by Jed Fish taking that job. How about the timing of that, by the way? They announced that in the middle of the Packers-Cowboys game. So, of course, it flew under everybody's radar. Did you hear how long Jed Fish's team meeting was with the Arizona players? Five minutes. Not even that. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, see you guys. They, you, I guess the players are pissed. Of course. With just won 10 games. They're going to the Big 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. They, they thought they had something, man. Uh, texts are wondering if John Bowl will uh, bend the knee. No, it's John Bowl. He's not bend the knee. No. <laughs> not doing that. Uh, texts are Caldwell got punked. By the way, texts are pointing out uh, Bowl uh, said that Love was a bum at the beginning of the year. Well, yeah, he's not alone, I'm sure. Uh, texts are got punked. Uh, Caldwell got punked because Alliance hired Bob Quinn, a Patriot, who had to hire Patricia, a Patriot. Bob Quinn was a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. For sure. Matt Patricia, the man who has pencils in his ear for a laminated play sheet. How about that? Texter asking, does Dan Issel still do a live radio show? He does not. <laughs> sorry. I'm very sorry. He turned 75 and now he sleeps in past 6.30. Ted Cruz would be the Monday morning moron. We're going <laughs> to the games. Texter, my, my daughter is even out of school in Florida of all places, uh, so every child in America has to be out of school. I, I think we're getting to that point, man. I think we're getting to that point. Not mad about it, by the way. All right, uh, we'll get back at it. Thank you, Zach, for the Zach's reacts. Lots of football so far. We'll talk UK next. We'll go top of the hour with U of L because I have. We have to have a conversation, U of L fans. I, I'm fascinated by it. I want to see where people are at. Um, but I, I think Saturday was one of those things that is only great for sports talk radio. We'll talk about it next year. ESPN 680 105.7. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Louis Rabo here, Rabo and Co. hanging out with Zach Cantrell. You can find me on Twitter at Radio Louis. You can find the station, of course, at ESPN 680. You can find Zach at your boy ZC uh, there as well. Follow all of us. Uh, Twitter's a great way to keep up with the programming here uh, at the station. And, of course, breaking news anytime it happens as well. Uh, as Zach pointed out in my ear just now, uh, only took 42 minutes, but first take is talking about the Lions. How about that? <laughs> or anything other than the Cowboys. Let's split that. They uh, I don't think they mentioned the Packers once. They might have. Probably not. Um, that's... That's that's national stuff. Uh, Taxter, we're not running production at four today, Louie. How about that? Listen to you guys at home, though. Appreciate you hanging out. How about that? Uh, Taxter, the A8 commercial is the... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read that. <laughs> do you, I, do people know the story that they recorded those like 40 years ago? 
and then never used them and then found them and started using them. Is that like right? That song's from like the late 70s or something. Yeah, that sounds, sounds yeah, like it. It sounds like it, right? Yeah. So uh, Bob wondered aloud on the show if that man is still alive. It's a very V-show thing to wonder. Of course. Oh, they probably <laughs> spent the entire segment, first yeah. hour of the show on that. I appreciate our, our Ford folks listening at home today, and I'm also very thankful that they're not on strike today or during this weather. Woof. Woof. Big day for Ford yesterday. Ford Field. How about that? How about that? I, it is funny to see Mrs. Ford at those games and realize her, her maiden name is Firestone. <laughs> Are you serious? She's from the Firestone family. She married into the Ford family. Jeez. Oh, yeah. No, no. There's like legit, like, you know they met at summer camp where only auto executives get to send their kids. Of course. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. All right, so let's talk Kentucky. Let's get into it. And I'll be honest, I intentionally, after this game, stayed away from commentary from other people about this game because I wanted to just kind of keep my head clear of other people's analysis of this game. You didn't listen to our post game the other day? I did not, actually. Shameful. That is shame. Okay. (laughs) That is shame. That is shame. I need that cut, by the way. (laughs) You jerks. Um, What was the tenor of callers? I'm actually interested in that. What did people do? Did people call in because it was streaming? Uh, We only had a couple of people. Okay. But we had a lot of listeners. I'm sure. No, no. I, I, I'm not criticizing at all. I just because during the football games, you had to like go to somewhere else. Yeah, because we started right as soon as the Texans-Browns game got underway. Yeah, right. Exactly. And we're not going to cut off NFL games for that kind of stuff. Of course for not. Sure. No. Playoff games especially. What was the tenor of the callers? Are people still generally generally positive about the team or was there like oh god this is how we're going to lose in the tournament i think it's somewhere in between i think most people are generally positive and still you know this is college basketball how many top 10 teams have lost on the road this week kentucky's still got a very high ceiling but there's also like gandolfo and a couple of the people pointed (laughs) out you know yeah yeah um but they were talking about okay well this is the same issue over and over again and is it going to get corrected and this could be a way that they lose in the tournament. But I, I think it was somewhere in the middle. I think Kentucky fans are pretty realistic right now. Yeah, it, it, so here's here's what I would say. I think one of the things you said is absolutely the case. And sports is like this, and, and I don't think there's a good explanation for it, Zach. Where with Illinois losing yesterday, I think seven of the top ten teams in the country lost to an unranked team this, this past week. Okay. Yeah, I think five of them were on the road. Sure. When you get to road conference games, or frankly, even road ho- or excuse me, conference home games, it's just a different thing in college basketball. And I'm not going to make excuses for Saturday for UK because let's be very clear they they should have won that game. They should have. It's the first time where Trey Mitchell looked very very run of the mill after I praised him all last week. He looked very run of the mill and still played 44 minutes. If you want to understand again just how, man, how much a coach trusts one guy or doesn't trust one or blah, 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 whatever that looks like, look at how they they dole out the minutes. Aaron Bradshaw played six minutes. Now, I know a lot of it was foul trouble. Dillingham played 24. Reed Shepard played 33 minutes. Onyenso played 32 minutes. I thought Onyenso's minutes were incredibly productive, especially on the rebounding front. But Trey Mitchell was not great on Saturday, man. And that's, that's a, that is a reality that we may be rounding into a spot, Zach, where he is the most important player on the team. And, 
And that's incredible to say because I think it's just a given that Reed Shepard's going to have to be that the play at the end of the game, by the way, for it to be a freshman for that to be a freshman play. I mean, just a high IQ thing like that. What's fascinating about Reed Shepard, though, and I wonder if if Mike talked about this. Man, he's not great in the lane on defense. He just isn't. On the perimeter, he's he's a steel machine. He sees the ball well. He matches up with guys well. But he gets down low, and if there's not help, he's in a lot of trouble. And here's my question about that. Because there are people listening that, that know the, the ins and outs of this better than I do. How much better can he get in six weeks at that? Because I worry on the defensive end when when teams figure out, okay, post him up or you know drive on drive on Shepard if you can or set up a play where you know you, essentially the guy he's covering gets a driving lane. Unless there's going to be help, unless on Yenso's back there, Bradshaw, maybe a Mitchell. I just I don't know what that looks like. And essentially, the other thing that happened on it, it so don't don't listen to what coaches say. Look at what they do. He played Trey Mitchell forty four minutes despite going three of thirteen from the floor. That's right. That's that is what Cal's telling you is that he's the you know when when Ben was on Ben Roberts was on Thursday we talked about the the, the glue guy whatever that means. He's way more than that. He is way more than that for this team. And sometimes you fall into these guys. I know people are tired of me saying it. If if Huggins doesn't go recycling in a city that he's not in, there's no Trey Mitchell in Kentucky. He thought he was in Columbus. I know. But there's no there's no Trey Mitchell in Kentucky, and this guy is so important for this team. And you saw it on Saturday. Yeah. Look, man, they're down seven early in this game. Get it back to three at half. Or excuse me, one at half. What am I saying? Yeah, it was a one point. And they force and they force the OT on that play by by Shepard, what's interesting is... Which was not a foul. Well, and he got called for a foul the game before. Yes, he did. Sometimes these things equal out. And Dillingham, I don't know if that was a foul after DJ lost the ball. I'm with you. I, I think Kentucky got some Kentucky calls this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's It's been a minute. The officiating was not good either way. Either way is correct. You also had to have A&M, who has never made threes, just explode from three. Of course they did. And once in a while, you're just going to run into a team that does that in its basketball, right? There's nothing you can do about that. But I will say that it, we have finally found a, some kind of thing that Reed Shepard isn't great at. Yeah. Well, how many? <laughs> finally. They, well, there were a couple of times that he didn't box out on rebounds and Texas A&M got down low. Days. He is not a good. Defender. No, he's not. He is not. No, Gandolfo is all over that. He you're does. Right. Okay. He does not have the the. And this is this is the challenge. For a guy like Cal, if you bring in the freshmen, the talented guys, when they've been the dude, he's easily the best player to ever play at Laurel, North Laurel, right? It's not a question. No, yeah. He plays on his AAU team. He's the dude, right? right. He doesn't have to play defense down low. He doesn't. At 6'3, he's not trying to be a guy in the post. College, you got to do that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. You have to do everything. You get to that next level, everything matters. You, you have to be great. You have to be competent at everything. He's not competent down low on defense. He's not. It's not native to him. That offensive foul, he just did it. He didn't think about it. It's just part of his basketball acumen. But man, on defense, he's just... If you get him inside of the three-point arc, it's not good. And that is... It it probably only matters late in games. Yeah. But to have to... 
when you have Reed in, what I'm saying is if you have him in on defense, you may have to have both Bradshaw and Agnieszko on the floor. And that's that really messes with the with the makeup of that team. And so I'm wondering if eventually, Zach, we see it where there's a move by Cal to have Dillingham on the floor more than Shepard because he trusts the scoring there. Even with Dillingham having kind of an off night, he's still, I mean... How, many, how about those shots that he hit just to I get know. him into overtime? Three well, straight. And, I and thought, then he took the last one. I thought, I thought that was going, going in. in. Well, he going said in. it's going to go in in March. But that, and that's why I like Dillingham because he's, you know what? I, yeah, I missed the potential game winner, but I'm going to shoot it again. Yeah. Uh, Texter, why is Reed Shepard guarding that guy? I Man, I... Your I, guess is as good as mine. I, I'm with you, but this is part of the growing pains of a team like this. When you build your team around a core of Dillingham, Shepard, Wagner, Bradshaw, you're going to have these kinds of growing pains. You just are. What did what did Gandalfo say about Wagner's play? He thought Wagner was mostly good. Okay, I agree. Okay. I mean, he had the one terrible yes. mistake at the yes. end where they could have yes. just played for one shot and gone to overtime. But, I mean, outside of that, Wagner was pretty good. Now I want to see him finish some layups better, which has been an issue all season. But I thought he was mostly good. Like a B game, I would say. Uh, Texter, as efficient as Shepard is offensively, he does need to play less minutes, especially when Adu gets back. Um, he can't be given. Uh, you can't be given up ninety points to Texas A and M. I think that's mostly right. And if you wanted to be negative about Kentucky, this was the game because on defense, you you, you saw the glaring holes that that can exist if that happens. Um, uh, Mitchell's the Allen tape guy. I like that. That's good, Texter. Uh, Texter, Kentucky looked like a JV team against A and M. Not the JV team is bad, but there's a reason they're junior varsity and varsity. Texas A and M looked more experienced and more mature physically than Kentucky throughout most of that game. There were sections of that that are absolutely true. When you have a guy like um, like Wade Taylor the fourth, that's just a guy who's played a ton of games. Like he just made plays that you could tell were based on experience more than anything Correct. else, right? And that's I'm with the texture on that part. Kentucky's and I and I know what the texture's trying to say here, so they're not putting the team down altogether. But yes, there are there are parts of this team that are still very immature. I think immaturity is the word. And, yeah. and Reed Shepard on defense is immature. I think that was the first time this year that we can say that though. That's the first time all season I've said they look like oh, freshmen. Texture Mike probably has Kentucky as a nine seed and losing in the first round. Uh, texture UK has never been great at on ball defense, but Cal always had a superstar big defender that would erase those mistakes. I hope that came out in what I, when I was talking about Shepard. Uh, same texture, you don't uh, set block records if you have locked out perimeter defenders. All of this is true. All of this is true. But what I'm getting at is just does Shepard's deficiency there or other guys? Let's be. I mean, I'm, I'm picking on Reed Shepard, and I don't need to be. Does that force a lineup where you're playing more of those big guys because you need rim protection? I don't know. But you saw on Saturday when a guy like Bradshaw gets into foul trouble, the makeup of your team is different. And frankly, his foul trouble probably affected Trey Mitchell that way. Right? Is that fair to say? Where he had to do extra stuff. Yeah. And so he's going to get more tired on the defensive end, and it's going to lead to 3-13 and on the the offensive end. I, I think that's absolutely a realistic thing. But Trey Mitchell had six assists on Saturday, man. I'm not mad at Trey Mitchell. And obviously, Cal knows what he sees because he's, he left him in for 44 minutes out of 45. Yeah. And that guy's going to play. But look, look, you don't all have of the arrow, too. Remember that. That's right. The all of this, happened. all of this to say they still forced overtime in Texas A&M. And they, they only lost late. by five. Yeah. And they lost by five. And they played, and, and they played like crap at OT. Yes. They were terrible in overtime. And they didn't score a so, basket. No. All of that, all of that to say that's how close they are to being undefeated in the league. So. Again, like I said, I 
I think if you wanted to point out those things that are negative about this team, you can absolutely do it. But I think those are things you can shore up as the season goes on, especially if they get healthy. Uh, Texter, if this UK team wants to win a title, they have to improve on defense. When you think that almost every champion in the last 20 years is top 20 in the adjusted defense and offense. Uh, Kentucky is barely top 50 on defense right now. Maybe they get lucky and make a Final Four on offense alone, but they cannot win a title that way. I, they will have to get better on defense to win a title. I agree. I also actually, I'll, I'll put another layer on their texture, and I think it's a very good text. I think they got to play better defense even to make that Final Four. Oh, I don't think there's any. I think to win four games against good teams, you have to play better defense. Yeah. Um, You're not going to outscore everybody and put 95 on everybody's head. Taxer, A&M, two guards combined for 59 po- points and cooked yeah. the uh, coveted uh, Kentucky guards. I, I'm, it, was, it was a show on Saturday, for sure. It was. It was. Um, Taxer, and over our time, uh, Trey Mitchell disappeared. He usually gets the ball and, uh, and uh, is steady, uh, but uh, with the game in the mid-range punch. I think he was just tired, man. I, I think eventually it just caught up with him. But Cal knew he had no one else to go to. You going to put on Yenso in his spot? I mean, I mean, Anyetso's five blocks are—they stand out on the on, on the stat sheet. But just general play, man. Trey Mitchell's—he's that guy. He's going to have to be that guy if they're going to go deep in the tournament for sure, too. Uh, text to the analytics say Shepard and Reeves are the two best on-ball defenders on the team, uh, which is why some analytics are just crap. I would say the opposite, actually. So I think that's that part is right. On-ball defenders on the perimeter—they're great. I want to be really clear. I think I, now, do they close out great on threes? No, but as far as man to man, as as far as plays, de- you know, as, as offensive development for the other team, I think they're very good at that stuff. And and it's mostly because Shepard has great instincts there on defense. He doesn't have them down low yet. No, and it's not going to be instinctual for him. It's going to have to be something that he learns. Yeah, because that play on offense was instinctual. And that's fine. That's great. It's great when you can get guys like that. We haven't even talked about this. Where was Antonio Reeves in the second half in overtime? Yeah. He was great in the first yeah. half, and then the ball just never swung his way, really, in the second half in overtime. I, we, we joke about coaches and how they dress and how much they sweat and all this stuff. Plus, Williams can coach, man. That's an adjustment. Yeah, he can. They made an adjustment at half. Yeah, he did just went through his suit. <laughs> he probably had to change. I think he changed it he half. He changed it half, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I, that, that's an adjustment. That's a coaching adjustment. Yes. Uh, Texture, they're missing Thiero in a big way. I think that might be right. I think that might be right. Adu's a, a better player than we thought he was going to be. And I think Onyenso's a little bit better than we thought, too. Um, Texture, UK went the last 10 minutes of the game. Regulation in OT with only Dillingham making for, uh, field goal. Yeah, I, that, that was the other thing to, to worry about here. But I do think... Um, I, I do think the, the positives outweigh the negative on this team overall. But Saturday was... Saturday, the end of that game was bad. It was. It was bad. Um, I mean, what was Gandolfo's sort of grand takeaway? Are they are they done? <laughs> what do you say? I mean, come on. That Gandolfo? Yeah. He didn't say they were done. Okay. But Gandolfo's, you know, oh, Kentucky might end up as a four seed or five seed. They're not winning the SEC. Got like, you, you know. Got it. Okay. Well, the good news about playing in the SEC currently is that you get to bounce back and play awesome game after awesome game. Now, they, they get – this is where the schedule is really interesting as far as, unfortunately, chances to trip up because they host Mississippi State and they host Georgia. Then they go to South Carolina. And those are three games they should roll through, and there's no rolling with John Calipari at the SEC recently. So we'll, no. see. we'll see how that goes. Then they go to Arkansas at the end of the month. And so interesting – 
little bit of of you know moving moving pieces here, but I mean, the the hope here is you use the next two games because you get a over a week at home. Yeah. To just get right, get healthy, whatever else. But Mississippi State just knocked off Tennessee, and Georgia just about did the same. Dude, you're you're. It's the SEC. Yep. It is the SEC. You get great opportunities coming back to back to back. So it will be fun in two days to watch that Mississippi State game, and then of course Georgia this coming weekend. All right, let's get into the second hour of the show. On the other end, a reminder though from our friends at DraftKings, man. I mean, just just the best the best promotions going. It's really just the best time of year uh, for wagering as well. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that'll help make those playoffs electrifying. You can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Look, two more games today to check out, 4.30 and 8 o'clock. Great games. Who knows what that weather's going to be doing in western New York. Uh, maybe a chance at some really cool in-game, uh, same-game parlays, excuse me, in-game bets during that one. Everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day, so check out the app for that today. So download that app today. Use the code WHBE. New customers, you get just five bucks, you bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code WHBE. That crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus. Physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bets issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. On the other end, it's time to talk to U of L fans. I need to know something. We do it next here. ESPN 680, 105.7.